our perspective affects every part of our life. It shapes what we see, it informs our feelings, it develops our thoughts, and ultimately it directs our actions. And today, we're going to talk about how to have the perspective that God desires for us to have. Well, welcome to my podcast. I'm Andy McMillan, your host. Sometimes I'm here by myself. Sometimes I've got people with me. And today, I'm all by myself. All by myself. Don't want to be. All right. So I'm excited that you're joining in today, wherever you're joining, however you're joining, whether you're watching on YouTube or you're checking this out via audio on um, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast set. Thank you so much for tuning in to talk about something that I think is very important. But before we do that, do a couple things for me. Number one is if you haven't already, subscribe to this content. Let me know that you're valuing it by taking the time to hit that subscribe button. You can do that on podcasts or on YouTube. The second thing that you can do is share this podcast with other people. Let people know that this is out there. And then the last thing that you can do, if you really love me, if you really want to do me a solid, for those of you who are listening to the audio version of this, go and write a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps uh, the analytics and all that good stuff, and it helps share this message with more people. Well, today I want to jump into a a several-part podcast series that we're going to do that just talks about having godly perspective. You know, when we think about how we live our life, whether we live a healthy life or a non-healthy life, whether we whether we choose to make good decisions that move us forward or we find ourselves stuck kind of in the same repetitive patterns, all of those things are tied to perspective. All of those things are tied to how we choose to think about our life. And the Bible actually has a ton to say about how we think about our life and how we think about uh, engaging in the life that God's called us to live. As we begin to talk about godly perspective, we're going to spend this time throughout the next few episodes inside Hebrews chapter 13. Now, this entire chapter deals with helping us really focus our minds on the perspective and the desire that God has for our lives. And we're going to spend some time looking today at verse 14. So let's read it together. So Jesus also suffered outside the gate in order to sanctify the people through his own blood. Therefore, let us go outside the camp and bear the reproach he endured. For here we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. We seek the city that is to come. As we read these two verses in Hebrews chapter 13 that kind of kick this conversation off, there's really two thoughts. And the first thought is this, that we need to go outside the city. I grew up in a unique spot in Birmingham, Alabama, because I lived in a spot that you felt like you were far away from everything. It was out in the country. There are no city lights beside where I grew up. There was a giant train track that you could hear in the middle of the night. And the frogs were so loud at the pond beside my house that for people who had never uh, been around there that would like spend the night when I was a kid, the frogs would keep them up. It was the epitome of living in the country. But what was interesting about it is it was right outside of the city. I lived probably 15 minutes from downtown Birmingham on a good day if there wasn't much traffic, and it was right beside one of the busiest roads in Birmingham. It's called Highway 280. 
I lived just a quarter mile from it. But the truth was I was outside of the hustle and the bustle. And what I loved about that growing up was this, that no matter how chaotic my day was at work, no matter how just crazy traffic I fought to get through to get home, when I got home, it was peaceful. When I got home, it was quiet, it was calming, and it was relaxing. And I love that to this day about where I grew up. There's just something about it. And it was more than the fact that it was home. It was because it was outside of the city. This call to be different is not just a call to physically go outside the city, but it's much bigger than that. It's a call to live differently than the culture you live in. It's a call to have a different morality and a different ethic than the world that you live in. It's a call to live a holy life that is pleasing to God. It's a call to choose grace and mercy and forgiveness and to depend on Jesus instead of trying to make your own way in this life. It's a call to allow yourself to be directed by Jesus in the way that we live. I think that this is a beautiful picture, but the truth is that it takes a perspective change. I think we've all had that moment in our life where we knew we needed a perspective change, but we didn't want to let the perspective that maybe was a little dysfunctional or maybe a little silly or even stupid go. I can remember several years ago, the older I get, the longer or the further away this story gets, and it makes me feel old every time I tell it, but I remember when I was a kid, I used to go to blockbuster movie rental stores. And I can remember in college when the Apple TV got popular and people stopped going to blockbuster and they started just streaming TV at their house. I remember getting frustrated when people started abandoning blockbuster for Netflix. It drove me crazy. Why did it drive me crazy? Why did I even care? Well, I have fond memories of going to Blockbuster and Movie Gallery because when I was a kid, we had movie nights at my house and seeing Blockbuster clothes and seeing uh, Movie Gallery, if you're from the South, you know what a movie gallery is. If you're on the West Coast, it's the equivalent to Hollywood video. I remember seeing them clothes and feeling like a part of my childhood was dying a slow and miserable death. I think most of you can probably relate to that. And it was it was sad for me. I was bummed. I was very sad that these things were dying. But the truth is, my perspective was dumb. Because my perspective said, if Blockbuster goes away, somehow these great memories of going with my dad to a Blockbuster or to a movie gallery and picking out a movie and taking it home and watching it as a family all would disappear, or that I wouldn't have the same opportunity with my son or my daughter. And the truth is, I have the exact same opportunity. I didn't lose anything. And you know what? Now, with my own kids, it's a heck of a lot more convenient. I don't have to go to a movie rental store now. We can pick it out on our TV. If you don't know, I'm pointing to my living room right now. We could watch it on our TV. I can pop popcorn in my house, just like my parents did with us for movie night. And it's great. It's amazing because I don't have to go anywhere. I I chose to have a negative view of this technology shift in our in my life and the reality is it was actually a great thing. Why? Because I had a broken perspective. And I had a, a while it was a silly perspective, it was more so broken. And your broken perspective may not be that stupid. 
But you know what? We all have broken perspective. We all have thoughts and ideas and mentalities that are driven into us because of the past experiences that we've had, good, bad, or indifferent. They shape our perspective. And in this passage, the scripture is calling us to go outside of the gate, go outside of the city, go outside of the camp and allow God to shape how we think, what we believe and what we value in our life. And that's really the crux of what I want to talk about over the next few episodes. What are the things, what are the perspectives that God desires for us to have? What does he desire for me to have? What does he desire for you to have? And how can we invite God into our world and allow him to shape what we think about and how we think about it? Well, the first perspective that I believe that God desires for us to have is found in verse 14. It says this, that we have no lasting city. But we seek the city that is to come. We have no lasting city. What does that mean? The city, the world that we live in, the culture, the ideologies that we live and are surrounded by, they're temporary. The clothes on your back right now, hopefully you're clothed. The clothes on your back right now, they're temporary. This body is temporary. My table in my coffee, or in my coffee, my table in my coffee, my coffee table in my living room, it's temporary. Uh, all of the things around me are temporary. The lights, the camera that I'm using, this microphone, those color lights, which I hope you enjoy because they took me forever to set up. Those things are all temporary. The hair on your head, they're temporary. Guess what? For some of you, they're a lot more temporary than you wish they were, but they are temporary. Everything in our life is temporary except that which is eternal. How do we begin to engage and honor this perspective that God desires us to have? Well, I want to give you a few thoughts on how to really engage in what is eternal and keep out some of the things that are temporary. And I want to be clear before we go through this list. Number one, I don't think that this uh, revelation that the world that we live in is temporary is a reason for you to go sell all of your junk and give all your money away. Listen, if God calls you to do that, go to town, sell your Ikea furniture, whatever. That's between you and Jesus. But there is a reality that we're responsible to keep a roof over our heads, provide for our families, and take care of the family that God's entrusted to us. But there are things when it comes to money, when it comes to time, when it comes to relationships that we waste a lot of energy on that are not eternal. They're temporary. And so that's really where I'm coming from. I'm not telling you to get rid of everything. I'm just saying be aware that the world that we live in is temporary. So let's talk about how to keep that at the forefront of our mind and really honor that in our life. The first is this. We need to release ourselves from pointless conversation. Conversation that doesn't encourage people. Conversation that doesn't build people up. Conversation that doesn't make a difference. And what is interesting about the times that we're living in, in in the grand scheme of things, are that many of us find ourselves in arguments, in, in fights even, that are really based on things that are temporary. Listen, I love to pay attention to politics. I am a big political geek. I love to read about politics. I watch two different news networks because I like to get two different perspectives. I love politics. But what I've discovered in my own life is that engaging in a bunch of conversation with people, either in person or on social media, about politics 
rarely does anybody any good. It rarely makes an impact that's positive. And honestly, more times than not, it actually causes rifts in relationships. And that's not good. It's focusing on something that is temporary. Listen, whether or not your party has control of the U.S. government right now is irrelevant to what God is going to do in the in your life and in the lives of the people around you over the next decade. God's going to move and God's still going to work in our lives regardless of what's going on in our country today. Regardless of who's got power, who doesn't have power, God's still going to move. And I don't want to get so bogged down with those things that are temporary that I miss out on doing the things that God's called me to do in this season. The Bible actually calls us to be people who don't have conversation that leads to arguments, that leads to strife, that leads to people having rifts in their relationship, but we're actually called to peace. Romans 14, 19 says this, so then let us pursue what leads to peace and to mutual edification. What does that mean? It means that we are to pursue peace with people. We're to have conversations that promote peace. We're to have conversations that open up the door for us to minister to one another, for us to show Jesus to one another, not to prove our point or to prove that we're right or to prove that we're smarter or to prove that we have a better understanding of whatever thing we're arguing about. But we're to be people who promote peace in our conversations. And if I want to really begin to understand that the world that I live in is temporary, it begins with where I devote my time and my conversation. How can I use my time and my conversation not to cause issues, but to influence and push people closer to Jesus and closer to living out their life that God has for them. The second perspective change that we can have is with our money. You know, we spend a lot of money, especially as Americans, on convenience, on things that are wasteful. The truth is, if you're like me, you could probably point no further than just how many app subscriptions that you have. You know, about a year ago, I was looking on my phone and I realized that I had like $40 worth of subscriptions coming out a month to applications that I never used anymore. Why? Because at one point or another, I thought, I'm just going to hit this button and let this thing charge me $5 a month because it's going to make my life easier. The problem with that, the problem with that is this, that I was putting an investment into something that was quite literally temporary because I probably didn't use that app more than twice after I started paying for that subscription. Why do I do that? Because I'm not aware of the fact that my life is temporary and I'm not really thinking about the fact that I could be investing that money into something else. We told you in a couple of episodes ago that we were going debt-free as a family. Jess and I are really working hard to pay off debt. Well, here's the thing. One of the reasons that we want to do that is so that we can give to people that are making a difference for the kingdom of God. Right now, we have the, the honor of supporting a couple of different church planners and a couple of different missionaries, but we want to be able to do more. We want to be able to make a bigger impact with what God's given us. And, and I believe with my whole heart that when we begin to acknowledge that the world that we live in is temporary we'll begin to spend money differently. Not only will we begin to spend our time differently and really be intentional with conversations about what conversations to have and not to have, but we'll also handle our money differently. The third and final thing that needs to shift for me to have that type of perspective, that temporary perspective, is what I invest my life in. 
You know, I could do a million different things in, in my life. I've done a lot of different things. If you know me, I've had several different types of jobs. I've, I've uh, devoted time to a lot of different things. And the truth is, a lot of those things were a waste. But when I begin to acknowledge the fact that my life is temporary, it causes me to learn to say no to a lot more so that I can make bigger yeses to the right things. It causes me to think more about intentional time in ministry, doing things like this, providing a podcast that hopefully is helping people live the life that God has for them. It it causes me to think more about my time as a pastor and as a leader and how I can invest in people to make a bigger difference in their life. It causes me more, more importantly to think about being a husband and a father that honors God and helps um, partner with my wife and raise my kids in a way that they pass on uh, the desire to follow Jesus in their own life. And if we're not careful, we'll think we have endless possibilities to do whatever, but the truth is our time is short. And we only have so much time before our temporary time is up. And I want to make the greatest impact I can for the kingdom of God. I want to make it with my conversations. I want to make a great impact with my conversations. I want to make a great impact with the finances that God blesses me with. But I also want to make that impact with how I invest my life in other people. Well, I hope today has been encouraging to you and challenging to you. Take a second, subscribe. If you haven't already hit the notification button, hit that notification button on YouTube. It'll ding you every time there's a video. Make sure that you subscribe if you're watching a podcast. And I hope that you'll take a second and send this to somebody. Maybe you know somebody who needs a change in perspective. Shoot this to them, tell them to give it a listen and ask what they think about it afterwards. Until next time, you're watching the Andy McMillan Podcast. Mm -hmm.